Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. So welcome to the Whole Truth Podcast. I'm with Zowie Ashton. Am I saying? I mean, I say, is it Zowie? Zowie. Yeah, I thought it was Zowie. Yeah, Zowie, Zowie. I like. Even though I've said your name to you loads of times because <laughs> I have never said it in the context of a podcast, <laughs> suddenly it was like totally Just, freaked oh, out. No, no. I know, but it makes you self-conscious. The microphone. A little bit. You said it perfectly. Thank you. And I like a little sort of. Subtles like like leaning on the A a bit, the za, za a little bit of a za, za, za. It's it's when people say Zor, and I'm like, Three. if you have you seen Thor because there's an O and an R, and I don't know where you're getting that from. That's yeah. when it's worrying. True. And I've also had a Barry before over the phone. So someone called you Barry. Yeah, they were like, oh, "Sorry, is it Barry?" I, I, I was like slightly <laughs> thinking, mm, "Do you need to go and have vocals?" Yeah, I also do have a, an unfortunate habit of of assigning names to people. I mean, I haven't done this with you. Yeah. Um, assigning names to people before meeting them based on I absolutely have no idea what. That's and then hysterical. if I haven't. If it's been long enough and then I'm introduced to them, I find it really difficult to get rid of the old name. <laughs> I know. What kind of names? Like, well, like I was once, I was once introduced to a friend's boyfriend. I'd like seen him, but I had never, but I, I'd seen him enough. It, when I say long enough, I mean like like 15 minutes, <laughs> like 20 minutes. Sometimes it can be days or weeks. But I've seen him in the context of her, and I was like, oh, he looked like a. I can't remember his name now. Like a normal name, like, like a Michael. He looked like or... an. No, I thought he looked like an Isaac. I thought his name was Isaac. So like I was like oh he's called Isaac and then they were like no his name's Tristan, so I was like okay cool so I was confused between the two but so much to the point as I saw him like four months after and I was like oh hello and he was like yeah what's going on I was like you know what's so funny I used to call you Tristan and he was like no my name is Tristan 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, you're not Isaac. Yeah, you know, that might be a thing. You might want to look into it. You know, like there's um, people who... Please, help me find my community. Well, you need. You, I'm sure there's a forum. You know, there's people who like um, think of things and they taste it. That's a bad one to have. You can always do that, no? Jordan, no. What, like Coca-Cola or...? No. If you think of Coca-Cola, you can taste it in your mouth? Yeah. What reaction are you? What do you mean? I'm confused now. But like, you don't think of like dog dog shit and I haven't eaten dog taste shit. Taste the dog shit. But there are people who who haven't and can taste it. Mm, see, that's not. Or they smell things and they can see. The, I there's like weird things like that. And I think maybe the name thing could be that when you see a name. Cocoa butter. No, 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 no. That I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I'm just saying, two things I like. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for agreeing to come and hold truth. My pleasure. Did you know what you're agreeing to? Um, well, I like Brilliant. you. I, I, like, I, I like you. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will be fine. Yay. No, I like that. It is fine. It's, it's our... Um, yeah, it's a podcast based around just conversations about mental health. Yeah, um, that I did know. Yeah, and it's it's but I mean that I I believe that the charm is that I'm not too regimented. I'm I'm actually listening. You're in flow. So I want to start off by asking you a very open ended question, which which I think is a trend amongst mental health podcasts, which is, how are you? How am I? Do you know what? It's the first line in the play that I'm doing at the moment. Really? Yeah. You know, it's one of the hardest things to act actually asking how are you despite everyone acting it every day but despite everyone acting it every day and that's when you realize oh i can't remember the last time i asked this and actually oh, cared about the yeah. answer do you know because it's to ask it to really ask it is so hard yeah I, don't, I still don't think i've nailed it we're three weeks into the show how are you how am i um i'm really well i can safely say I'm in a very, very good place in my life. Mm, that's nice. And I am... Obviously, I wait for the other shoe to drop as soon as I say that because I just have that anxiety around ever saying things are okay. Also, as an actor, I'd say that's quite understandable. Yeah, we just have that... We just have that innate feeling that if things are good one second, they must be about to be really rocky or, like, really hard because that's the balance that we tread all the time, right? Um, but things are great. I'm really happy. I'm happy at work. Yeah. I'm good. Is it nice doing a play? When it's good, it's really good. Because it is, as you say, almost like a prayer or a meditation. You know, mm. you hear every night. As, again, you know, the live experience is it's just something else. Yeah. When you hear a crowd, when you know that you're going to be instantly in dialogue with a whole group of strangers rather than um, of course, making yeah. something and then waiting a year for it to come out and then have a very different idea about the whole project. You know, it is it, you are live and you are in it and, and each night is so, so different. It's an incredible play that I'm doing with two incredible people, Tom Hiddleston and, and Charlie Cox and, and our fourth brilliant actor, Eddie. Eddie Arnold, who plays the waiter, which which actually is a very it's it's a, it's a small role, but it's a pivotal role. Right. When theatre is bad, and I have done theatre that was cha challenging, um, not material wise, because the the material we're doing now is challenging, but in a good way. If you're with bad people or people who aren't great for your soul, and you have to go into that meditation every night, I, I have been rocked 
to my core actually by plays like that. Really? My mental health has been in not a very good place at all when theatre's been going bad. It's interesting you talk about that because I think those those it's quite applicable really to anything in terms of understanding the energy of your environment. Yeah. Picking up on general morale. Yeah. You know what? I think I think something interesting that you that you touched on there is feeling seen and yeah. heard. You are actively seen very much. Very much. Which is something that is the price you can often have kind of taken from you like not even consciously not in like a mean way just from school or or maybe your parents are busy or whatever yeah funny enough school as you were talking school is something that came into my mind because you know I'm thinking of a very specific time when I was having a really bad time on a play and what you realise is you have to go in every day like school and be with those people the same people every day even though you're feeling vulnerable even though you might be beefing with them even though they might be being not very nice to you which is what my experience is. It's like the playground isn't it? And you have to just like you'll be walking towards your place of work being like right okay saying the same things to yourself that you said potentially when you were having a bad time at school one time do you know what I mean like right you can do this just get through the day like soon it's going to be lunch and then after lunch you only have a few hours left or whatever it's just awful Mm. and um in filming you just realize there are so many other spaces to hide you can go and lock yourself in your trailer it's it's a more insular individualistic world if you want it to be but theatre is just playground 24 hours did you do did you do how did you deal with with that did did you genuinely just struggle did you not did you have to ask for help did you have a particular practice I departed so truly from my senses that over Sunday lunch one day with my mum and dad I said uh guys they were like yeah what's up I was like okay so I've been thinking about this and they were like "Mm," sensing the tone had sort of shifted around the table I was like I've been thinking about all the ways I can get out of the play and maybe what you could do is stage kidnapping (laughs) No. At stage door. And I think I was only half joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was like some real truth in that, like, save me. Save me. Just come and get, like, just come and get me and just take me out of this environment. Um, I'd been so blindsided by it that I hadn't prepared myself and I didn't necessarily go to the healthiest things to help me through. Mm. Um, You know, I was... I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping. Really? It was really bad. As an actor, you realise when you have little bumps like that, yeah. as you know, you go, right, next time I'm going to find a process or, or a ritual that's going to get me in and out of this in a healthier way. And that, did you find anything that worked for you from that point? Um, How did you deal with the recovery of it? I didn't deal very well. I had to go... I had Well, I had a holiday, which was brilliant, but... Quite honestly, it was one of those times where I couldn't leave it on stage or at work. My whole personal life was really crumbling as well. And it's just, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. And look, what what doesn't kill you always makes you stronger. You're never, you, you're never given more than you can handle. Um, but I think it's just making better choices, really. Listening to my body is one of the things that I've just... I'm just sitting in such a great place with it at the moment. That's good. That's tough, that. It's really tough. But once, tough. You, once, you, once you put your money on it, 
for want of better phrase. That's such a good way of, that's a great phrase actually. Putting your money on yourself. What did someone say to me recently? Sometimes you just have to bet on yourself. Yeah, because it's like your intuition, I think. We're, uh, often you're, we're clouded by our senses of, of, of right and, obviously there are ideas of right and wrong, but societal expectation, morality, like yeah. what? Because uh, sometimes our authentic feelings, I think, are in contrast with what we're taught to, to do. A hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Oh, vibes. You are so talking to my heart right now. <laughs> like, like you're literally talking to where I'm at right now. And it's like having the, it's having the, it's having the kind of like determination or, or the confidence to, to honor that feeling in the moment and then be willing to accept what, what comes afterwards. You yeah. Know? I've been doing a lot of reading around hypersensitivity, mm. which I'm self-diagnosing myself with currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking to get well, more as an of an official diagnosis. Sense. Yeah, but it's not—it's not something I'd ever thought about before uh, in relation to myself. Right. And that thing of transference, you know, like I've always thought people were very sensitive, yeah, or overly sensitive. Yeah, yeah. And what I was actually doing is looking for that inside myself inside and you. looking to understand that in myself. Yeah. Because hypersensitive people just on a very basic level just assorting life into so many more different categories than other than yeah. other people yeah and before you know it you're exhausted and you don't know why yeah or like you're saying you oh my god unresolved feelings of anger or you know anxiety no, totally. or depression and you don't know why oh it's like compassion exhaustion or something there, there was uh, my friend was talking about a kind of similar thing with like doctors and yeah. and and nurses oh, and stuff, yeah. Where it's like that, they, they there's a point at which they've they have to make kind of decisions around the amount of energy they're actually able, able to give because you just you are exhausted. It's not that's not conceptual. I feel like I feel like um, um, Whoopi Goldberg can go sometimes. Yeah, when she's just like, get out. Yeah. You know, just all these people just get out mm. of my, like, brain or out of my consciousness, yeah, totally. like, because I'm just, like, run ragged. But on um, when just when you mentioned that, that therapist or um, that notion of the two selves, you know, that the self that the needs to be selfish self, yeah. and the, the authentic self, doing this play, I, I, I came across um, an amazing couples therapist called Esther Perel. Yeah, I know her. She's dope. She is so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, she's real. And I realize what a blessed position when you're an actor. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I'm just going to Google research about a role, and then you're like, oh, this has fixed my whole life. Oh, awesome. I, know, I get that now. In the context of this play, yeah. Oh, right, that's funny. And she and she talks about there's this whole talk that she did on the um, selfish self and the um, dutiful self. Yeah, yeah, because she's talking about the, the just watching marriages continuously break down because no one's having open conversations. No one's having open about, conversations. Yeah. No one's being truthful to themselves yeah. about what it's like to be intimate with another person yeah. because you can only stand as close to someone else as you can stand so to, to yourself. yourself. Yeah, it, it, it's packaged so badly when you're a kid, like, love yourself and you'll be able to love others. And you're like, mm, mm. I feel like that's a greetings card. And I'm not getting any, you know, I'm not getting any more calorific content from this. So there's a couple of interesting things in your dressing room. You have a couple of David Strigley's, who's one of my... He's not David Strigley. He is similar. Oh, shit. Babak Ganji. Do you know, I got Is it before or after? This is... Um, wait, wait this, this... Wait, hold on. This is Babak. This is my friend Babak. Oh, getting sh- some serious plugage, but it is so shrigly. Yeah, it Isn't is. It it's almost exactly the same. <laughs> it's, almost exa- it's almost exactly the same, but he's got like I don't know his his little observations. I like that that as a that as a statement. Art is the thing nobody asked you to do. 
I have to remember that. He also has another one which gives me some surreal sort of plugging into, you know, the insignificance truly of, of, of you know, myself in, in the world, which is good to think about sometimes. Oh, that's nice. But that, and he's got another one that says somewhere else right now, Britney Spears is doing something. Yeah. I feel like it's just a leveller. If you think about it, if you it's, think it's, about the world like that. It's, it's yeah, Steve. it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm on, I'm, I just hope she's all right. I hope she's all right. You also have a, a postcard of Childish Gambino. I do, my Donald. It was, a, it was a first night card from someone I'm very close to and I think they understand on a very deep level how sometimes I can... Um, especially when I think when you're in the theatre, you can suddenly disconnect from all the things that actually make you you because suddenly you think you have to become theatre you and surround yourself with, like, theatre-y things, which actually maybe you don't connect to on a very deep level. Scarves are one. A lot of scarves. I don't have any scarves in this room. You know, glasses of... I think a lot of people who go to the theatre wear scarves, right? And there's, like, thin... Yes, to protect the instrument. Just... Just to, just to flick in people's yeah, faces in the box the office queue. <laughs> so rude. He's there staring at me in his brilliant Hawaiian shirt because he is someone who just embodies, um, you know, what I, I, I find attractive in artists, which is uh, creativity, soul, freedom, freedom unapologetic mm. uh, vibrations, um, but also very successful vibrations and the two can exist and coexist and um he's a great he's a great icon for that I feel but funnily enough on the music side we're a very music centric cast actually and um I always make a playlist for a character every really? time I, a- anything I'm doing even Amazing. if it's two lines um I have the capacity to listen to one song over and over and over again. Is that a thing? Yeah. Does that make me a psychopath? Or? No, I don't think so. I don't th- I'm not sure psychopaths that bother about music. Really? Well, they're interested maybe in, in, in signing artists. Sure. <laughs> they're very much on the other side of the table. Gotcha. Um, the, the, the play was written in the 70s, so I've suddenly been very pulled to a lot of sounds from the 70s, but then also... Again, just like music that makes you feel connected and, and confrontational and mm. very different in 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 in, in, um, in in and in contrast to the play rather than in in tune with it. Have there been aside of 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 acting? Have there been any albums or songs that that are reminiscent of a particular time, good or bad? That you know maybe you can't listen to anymore. Maybe you do listen to to try and rein yourself in. Rein myself in. I feel any. Any song by the Smiths is equally hard and easy to listen to just because it takes me all the way back to Manchester in my time as a student. Mm. It was one of the times that I remember feeling so unbelievably free and so switched on and so creative. I can remember nearly every day of my studentdom. I mean that. I mean, that was an exaggeration, wasn't it? Massive exaggeration on my I part. I just, only you I just know. lied. Yeah, you could lie but, just generally, though. You could carry on doing that lie. Carry on. <laughs> I can remember everything to, to, to such a, a point where I can remember random people that I met really? or like random people I bumped to in like Dave. Tesco or whoever. Dave? I don't remember Dave. Don't you? There was no Daves in your uni. We didn't have any Daves. <laughs> we didn't have any Daves, honestly. Well, now everyone knows you're lying. So no, you're going to have to not. move on. No, honestly, we, did, we didn't have any Daves. It's just not possible. But that is, you know, that nostalgia sense. You can either love it or it can yeah, feel it painful. Yeah, it can be tough, yeah. It can feel really painful. I, there was a period of time where I couldn't listen to Tame Impala. I have songs to, like, rein me in. Yes. 
So if, so there's a point where like if everything's getting a bit much, yeah, and you're like, yo, I just need to do something. Like if you're going like to clean the house or like to yeah. try and reorientate yourself, there's got to be a go-to. I think Ella Fitzgerald is a good rainer inner. Yeah, brilliant. Because you, there's a touch of pain in the voice, but she is also one of just the most uplifting. Mm. voices ever committed to record in my yeah. opinion yeah because mine Leanna Havas one of the best voices of our generation yo my girl uh, like she she like uh, uh, if I'm just if oh, I'm just having a bit of a day it's just that bum 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 at the start of what you don't do bum 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 little words and everything about the truth and it's like and no sweet. It's like, like literally, I can be in, I can be in that kind of like moment. I can be like, it will probably be about thirty to thirty-five minutes into like a rom-com. You know, there's normally like a point where yeah. the main character's kind of made a decision and everything seems great before it like inevitably yeah. goes really, really awful and everyone yeah. hates each other. Yeah, that's yes. what I feel like when I listen to the Anna Havas at home alone. Let's just think about Liam for a second. Yeah, I mean, let's just let that sit. She's it's just great. so fabulous. I don't know why she's actually not got more props for oh, don't, just the specialness of her voice. Yeah, because she's taken so long to make her next album, but she's going to do it. She is doing it. I've seen her Instagram. Must be true. I see a whole lot of bunnies and I want the covers on my watch it, on my watch it. Gotta watch my life at all costs it. So fuck it, shit's amazing. Treating like... Was there ever a point where you became aware of, like, of, of like, nurturing your mental health? Hmm, good question. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I do think that I do. The more I ask that question, or the more I think about it, I mean, you've already stated different periods of 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 well being. You know, like a difficult job being a low point, mm. uni being a high point, mm. school being a low point. Mm. I think when I was twelve. I think I had a bit of a nervous breakdown. Really? Yeah, because of bullying and a load of stuff that was going on at school. What were you getting bullied about? Um, I was on TV and that wasn't great. At 12? Too visible. Yeah, I started when I was six. Wait, wait, what? Hello, Sh- goodbye. Should I know that? No. What show? I was in a show at that point called The Demon Head Master. <gasps> what? I know, knowledge. Are you this taking is, the pre-internet, this is why. I am so pre-internet. Wait, no that one dude scared actually the knows. fucking shit out of me, y'all. That dude, that bald guy with glasses. He wasn't no, bald, but yeah, he was grey. He yeah. wasn't bald. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, 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 right. So I don't want to mess with your ch- with your childhood memories, but yeah. dude, that guy freaked me out. Did his eyes go into fire sometimes? His eyes went into like a spinning. Oh, spinning. That would, hypnot- that would hypnotize. Yeah, yeah. 
I was in the second series. You sure that isn't what traumatised you? <laughs> no, I you think didn't about do it, guess... it very much could be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was I was on children's TV at, oh. the, 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 at the point where I was a year seven student. And oh, that was a level of visibility God. I did not need. <laughs> no, that's not nice. It wasn't good. What was, was your character? What was your character like? Was that Were people finding it difficult to, to, to detach you from your character? No, I don't think it was that. I just think it was none of us want to be seen as being different in any way, shape or form. Anyone who is different and we can see that they're different and everyone knows that we know that they're different and they know that they know that we know that she's different. Exactly. Let's kill her. Um, And I say that half jokingly, but it was tough. No, did you get physically attacked? I always managed to joke my way out of being physically beaten. I don't know how that happened. It's just that's one of the upsides of being a performer, I think. I mean, I mean, but which came first? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I know. Like, because you're like, well, I know that there's well, acting, they call but it a this defense is like next level. It? Yeah. So I, I, I managed to escape a very. Um, I talk about it in my upcoming book again, not plugging, but revisiting that time in my life through writing was the moment that I realised how bad it was. Yeah. And this is block it out, years you? later. Yeah. I, I there was a note that went round class one day. Um you know those days that are very quiet and you're like, something's up. Not in my head. No. <laughs> yeah, in no, here it's always very much. Oh my god, yeah. what in school? Yeah. Yes, I do, do you know, know that. And you're yeah. like, huh, everyone's being super nice to me. Oh no. What's oh. what's happening? Girls that didn't like me yesterday. The show was on last night. Now they're being really nice to me. I wanna trust this, but how how far do I go? Anyway. And at the end of that day, a note that had been passed around class was intercepted by um a teacher uh, and it, yeah they basically wanted to disfigure me at the end of school that is so horrible not great that makes me so sad and and what's frustrating is that per- guaranteed the person who started that note would have felt a similar level of yeah. of it, of disempowering or, or, or totally. you know what I mean in their home life totally. or from their sibling totally it's the worst man it's the worst but I remember quite clearly thinking at that time not only am I worried about myself, but I feel my parents are a bit worried about me. So that level of awareness was new. So I think probably about age 12. I'm sorry you went through that. Thanks, babe. Look, you're so right. that the, there, is, there is more knowledge to be had as a young person that people at school who are popular especially by means of like violence or you know putting other people down yeah. are eventually going to get hit in the face by the issues that they are facing and the ones who are bullied suddenly will become more attuned with all the things that make them great. But it's so true, the things that you have to work for and develop in yourself at a formative time can only serve you. You are right though, because that is that is true on a on a on a personality level. Like I do I do hear that it's we have a society that is so and they're getting worse, Awful. but so based around a specific notion of beauty Awful. that those people. I even feel sorry for those who would fall into that. Yeah. Because because if you if you do fall into what we consider to be beautiful, yeah. and then you just have this, just things just happening for you. Yeah. You like you say you you like what do you? Making the effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get to a place where you're just like <laughs> just looking around, just going, just looking at things. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what I like. I don't know what I do. No. I just, you know, I'm just used to people offering me things. And and you can't reach intimacy that way. 
I'm so obsessed these days as I think more about you know my place in the world my mental health my body whatever it might be I'm so much more aware of these huge words that again because of the me social media element of our lives or the individualistic nature of our lives you don't end up thinking as much about or you the, the words that you don't use as much yeah. like intimacy yeah. intimacy is a massive word. Love that word and it is full of so many things if if you are someone as you say who's getting everything handed to them okay that's brilliant in one respect i'm sure but to truly be intimate with another person is going to be more difficult because you're not actually open. You are living in an idea. And if you're living in an idea, you can't get close to other people, you just can't. And then it's like, you know. Well, this would be a perfect opportunity for you to, and by the way, can I say, I think you're incredibly beautiful. I would like you to know that. And that's good and you can feel that. I think that's the important thing is it's it's not just memories of people. Rejecting you. Reject your <laughs> No. Constantly. I won't go back there. I won't go back there. <laughs> Let's not go um. backwards. <laughs> but you know, that's also, it's worth saying that I feel that was also very much attached to um, my race, actually, at one point. Of course. It was so... Where did you go to school? I, I went to... Uh, my first school that I went to was a predominantly black and Asian school oh, cool. in um, in North London. And then I ended up going northwest to another school that was a pre- predominantly white school. Northwest? Whereabouts? Um, sort of Parliament Hill. Oh. Like, you um, ran over Halston area. Is that NW? Parliament Hill is... Like Hampstead Heath? Is that NW? Just about. Just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it otherwise? N- no, it is it. You're right. NW. Yeah. Um, there actually isn't an... Anyway. What? No, no, you're right. Is yeah. it? I don't know. It is. Is it? Yeah. I just always remember in London there's no northeast. It's very confusing. Ah, yes. You're so right. There's no northeast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my brain has just exploded. I can't go on tonight. Someone phone my understudy. <laughs> I can't go on stage. This is too much brain matter that is leaking out of my ears. Know, okay. Uh, that's mad. There's no northeast. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. Okay, I'm just going to park that for a second because I feel quite, I feel quite, quite um, I feel quite vulnerable, quite dizzy right now. Um, Your race in, 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 in yeah. So I went, I went from a predominantly black school where the the young women at that school had a shared uh, knowledge about how what made them feel beautiful or like yeah. how they how they did their hair how they wanted yeah, to yeah, apply lip gloss and not that that's what beauty means but you know when you're at oh, that age and you're experimenting with your own persona and your own um, uh, what's the word uh, identity identity um, or had had a notion of, you know, the men th- that they wanted to be fancied by and wanted you know, to fancy. Yeah. And I say men because, you know, obviously we were at girls' school at the time, and obviously everyone back then was was straight, right? Yeah. Everyone was certainly acting it. And um, and then so it was sort of slightly different than when I went to an all white school and you were not well predominantly white school, and suddenly it was like you felt slightly how can I phrase this kind of like second to be picked right in the beauty stakes mm. yeah it's tough the intersection of it is ridiculous the intersection was very powerful and you don't have the words to really go there um, at that time I grew up being being the black boyfriend 
Mm, it's a thing. I didn't even realise that was an issue until um, until I realised that people were just boyfriends. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's jokes. Ch- also, Chinese food in China. And there were like food. A, f- a few girls in... <laughs> <laughs> it's just food. It's just food. We're just eating food. Has that got you like the known northeast has got me? <laughs> Only because here, like, what's what's British? A full English, it is, yeah. But you still say full English. Why don't we just say full breakfast? Why don't we full breakfast. Fuck. <laughs> okay. <Brexit>. All right. <laughs> what would your advice be for any any young person or any person looking after their mental health? Um. Which is how they feel, you know, encouragement. Yeah. Budding actor, potentially. Mm. I think the thing I've learned very late in life, which I would have liked someone to impart on me um, earlier, is this notion of self-love. It it sounds so... Again, it sounds Hallmark card, but it's really not. The only place that you can fill yourself up from is the inside Mm. looking for fulfillment in circumstantial things um in circumstances or situations or things outside of yourself will fill you up for so long but if you are someone who is uh you know if, if you are someone who suffers a little bit with the void inside or the the space that suddenly starts opening up where you do start to feel lost or anxious or depressed or um, low energy then you can only go inside and you can only do things that will fill you up from from there from yeah and and it sounds so basic but sometimes those things are exercise or not eating as many cookies or um which is so difficult reading more uh yes all the things anything you've read recently i'm going back to the poems me and poetry are having like a new love affair so i've I've been reading a lot of robert browning recently been reading a lot of harold pinter's incredible poetry um i've been reading what was i reading the other day dante Alighieri, come on, that's highbrow. But yeah. I've just been looking for little statements, little poetic flows that just mm. re- that plug me into my own experience and make me feel less alone. Have you heard of Neymar? Neymar? Oh Wahid. Love. Salt. You got that? Insta is good for something because that's where I discovered her. Yeah, of course. Well, it is Instagram poetry. It's isn't Instagram it? poetry. Interesting. She's absolutely. Incredible. She's the best, yeah. Sometimes... It changed it, my life, actually. Ch- changed my life with some of her... It's very simple. She just plugs you in. I know. But sometimes the thing that you're most scared to do in a time when you're feeling low is the thing that you should do. Always. Sometimes I get scared to read or I get scared to go to the cinema because I'm too sensitive and I don't want to ingest any more, a bit like what we were talking about right at the top. But actually, sometimes that's the thing that you do need to do and engage with. Run at the fear, yo. Run at the fear. It's tough. Stop if it ouches too much. Thank you, Zoe. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Like, um, that is your dope. Can't wait to see the, the show. Oh, I can't wait um, for you to see it. Right, Thanks, on. babe. No worries. All right, people, I uh, really appreciate you listening. So make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast. 
If you've been affected by any of the issues in this podcast, please click the link in our bio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.